0: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Night fans, so sorry you missed the live show, but this replay is brought to you by Gordon & Partners. Gordon & Partners are dedicated to the pursuit of justice for those who've been wrongfully injured at no fault of their own. It's important that you get legal advice directly from somebody you trust, which in our case is Michael Hoffman, a UCF alum. Contact Michael directly at 407-913-5350 or visit the website fortheinjured.com. Don't just trust anybody. Trust a fellow Knight. Trust Gordon and Partners for the Injured.
2: Hello, Night Nation. Trace Trelko here. This is the Sons of UCF Live. Let us welcome in the host of the Dungeons' favorite show. Hello, Adam
0: and Mike. Greetings, Trace. It's a great week to be a uh, night. My voice has still not recovered from it, but it was all worth it, my friend. How's it going,
3: guys? Much better mood this week. Yes, coming off a big win on Saturday. So another big week
2: coming up. We got to keep the train moving. 25-21 over Cincinnati. Adam, you were there. What was your big takeaway from this game?
0: Yeah, I think I, I feel like we've seen games like this under Gus where we, we've gotten down and, and things haven't really always gone our way. Uh, and, and we have a tough time climbing out of that hole. Two turnovers going into the into the end zone essentially, you know, losing a quarterback, giving up a late touchdown run that was a backbreaker. I feel like we've seen that movie before, and it typically ends in bad fashion. Uh, the fact that they marched down and and quickly, you know, put points on the board did so efficiently. Uh, defense then came back out, made a big stop. Uh, it, it was a it's a nice change of pace. I feel like I've been I've been waiting for this kind of reaction. I feel like I was doing this at Louisville, and you saw what happened. And so for them to finally close the deal on this one, I think was the uh, the big takeaway for me.
3: It was the rebounding coming off that tough loss the week before. We didn't know where this program was. I didn't know what the state of the locker room was coming off that game and we heard the rumors this past week where things in disarray and they answered the bell this week. They they put all that stuff aside and put perform uh maybe one of their best performances aside from the Temple game probably the second best performance all season
2: and of course, what's notable in this game is Mikey Keene comes off the bench in relief of an injured John Rice Plumley, who goes out with the concussion. Keene Kong showed up, was accurate on his passes. And in all likelihood, right, uh, not much information from Coach Malzahn at his Monday media availability, but likely you're going to see Mikey Keene get the start at Memphis Saturday. That was my poll question this week on Twitter at SignPez. Who do you think gets the start? 85% said Mikey Keene. Any information uh, Mike, uh, that you think would suggest otherwise?
3: No, and I don't think Gus is going to tell us anything going in. He might as well let uh, Memphis prepare for both quarterbacks. But uh, with that shot that he took and what we just saw from Tua a couple weeks ago in the NFL, I I think you got to let him rest. Even if he says he's healthy, I think you still got to give him
2: that other week. And, Adam, on this one, I will say devil's advocate. Cincinnati prepared for John Rice Plumlee. Any skepticism for you that Mikey Keane took advantage of that situation?
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think um, you know, we did a breakdown film, uh, uh, shameless plug, that's on uh, that's on YouTube right now with UCF XOS. Uh, and and if you watch that breakdown, there are opportunities for Mikey actually where he missed a few plays. He missed a few throws. So I, I think that in, in some respects, everyone was a little bit off kilter with, with sort of that change up. You know, but to Mike's point, I, I mean, I think, look, Plumlee's health has got to be first and pri- uh, first priority here. Not only did he take the shot to the head, but when he hit the ground, his, his, the other side of his head pounced off as well. That's a, that's a double contact. So, really, I, I think first and foremost, hopefully things are good with JRP. Uh, but I think maybe a week of Mikey preparing for the offense, we'll see what kind of wrinkles come into play. Gus swore to me in the press conference, Trace, he didn't change a thing. So, sounds like we're rolling the same offense out here.
2: Well, and the most notable soundbite from that press conference was the question asked about who's QB1 at Memphis. Let's listen to Coach Malzahn.
4: No, no, what like I said, we're going to take it day by day, um, you know, as far as that goes. And, you know, we've got two guys I think I, obviously we can win with. I think everybody knew that coming in. Uh, but we'll just take it day by day with John Rice right now. So if
2: John Rice is healthy, he will start?
4: Well, that's we're, like, we're going to take it day by day. And that's, that's the plan. We'll see what happens
2: the appropriate follow up question coach Malzahn didn't care for that very much i'm
0: though. confused is the plan to take it day by day is the plan to start john resplom i'm confused at the plan on that one
3: yeah i don't think he knows the answer that's that's the part of the problem i think he's going to use this injury as to buy him himself another week and see what he's got with mikey keen and then maybe that the questions will answer themselves
2: Well, and the Knights have a difficult challenge now, Saturday on the road at Memphis. Memphis comes into this three-game losing streak, but Knights did not perform well at ECU. Only one win under Coach Malzahn on the road in AAC play. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Trap game, uh, you know, looking ahead to Tulane, perhaps, uh, in another week. Uh, You feel like this one could be a trap game coming off a big win over Cincinnati?
0: I mean, look. I guess in theory, the you know the signs could be there, but I think this is a team that's focused. I think this is the team that that really hopefully learned a, a lesson after ECU. And Gus has talked about energy. Gus has talked about all the things they need to do. So my hope is that in theory, I guess you could see how this sets up. But there's, I hope there's no way on earth that that happens.
3: There can't be any more trap games. You're allowed one trap game a year. We already fell into the trap. You can't allow yourself to fall into a trap twice. And Gus already said so. He already promised us that his team's going to be ready. There's no excuses anymore the rest of the year.
2: You're allowed one trap game? Where is this? You're not, this you're right? not allowed. But, I mean, you're definitely not allowed two. <laughs> yeah, I think we can, we can all agree that you can't have two uh, trap games. And they control their destiny, right? Can you believe, by the way, uh, they're six and two. They They've played eight games. There's only four left. There's really it
3: six. It goes yeah? too
0: fast. It goes too well, fast. Well, I know, though. but in the regular yeah. season. Yeah. I mean it's
2: it's it's going too fast but uh, a lot uh, ahead of them now uh you know they got to take care of business on at Memphis uh, or or games like Tulane uh, may not uh, mean a lot
0: yeah, I mean, look. Again, I hope Mike. Uh, I hope Mike uh, is right that you know we've got this trap game nonsense uh, out of the way here. Uh, I think we've got hopefully. Um, the, hopefully, Gus has the team's attention. I think they know what's at stake in front of them now. Uh, whatever happened at ECU is whatever happened at ECU. I think you put that behind this, and hopefully, you know, things can move forward here in a, a pretty positive manner, and we uh, we can you know never do that again.
2: Well, what's been very consistent for the Knights over the last several weeks is special teams, and let's welcome in our first guest, a return guest on Sons of UCF Live. He is kicker Colton Boomer, joining us now from UCF. Colton, welcome in to Sons of UCF.
4: What's going on, guys?
2: How are you tonight?
4: I'm not too bad.
2: Not too bad. 10 of 10 on field goals. You're off to a good start. What's been working for you?
4: Ah. Just learning from my mistakes. I feel like that's definitely a big uh takeaway from the season is just learning from my mistakes and applying it to the next game.
0: All right, let's talk a little bit about, about uh the games themselves, Colton. Um I got two questions for you. One, um, there's a little shimmy situation that you do prior to your kick. Is, is shimmy the right word to use there? What do we call that? What do we just des- how do we describe that little movement?
4: uh more just to set my hips just get them down field you know more just mental thing
0: is there a hey. name for it? do you have like a nickname like a marketing ploy maybe like no, you know, no, maybe we you got nil call- opportunities here colton
4: no 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 no, uh, no dancing with the stars uh <laughs> nil deals there but well, that, no, not yet call least. whatever you want as long as All it's right. working
0: well, I'm sure our audience will come up with something creative. And then the next one for you, uh, the new tradition that starts organically at UCF, when when you make contact with the football, uh, the whole crowd yells boom uh in uh in in the same uh in the same uh time frame there. Does that distract you? Do you hear that at all? Is that a is that something that's like, you know, that is, is kind of a, a background noise to you? I'm gonna be honest, I can't hear it.
4: If you guys like it, I like it. That's really my <laughs> uh mindset with that. Yeah, I I really just, especially in the Cincy game, I I could only see the ball. My ears kind of got turned off. But yeah,
3: when you signed here with UCF, you came up with the logo kicking bombs and kissing moms. You're the starter now. How many moms have you kissed so far since you became the starter, (laughs) Mike? Mike, you
4: (laughs) cut
2: right to the chase on these questions.
4: (laughs) I like, I like that. I like that. Uh, Just too many, man. I I need to start making (laughs) lists or something. It's getting out of of hand.
2: Getting out of hand. you know, uh, your uh, debut of a new website uh, as well. Talk about that, coltonboomer.com. Fans can find uh, more information about you and uh, all the NIL deals that you've got worked out.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I just, my parents and I kind of got together and thought it would be a good idea. Just get that out of the way now. Because, I mean, I'm going to end up doing an NIL deal, like, sooner than later. So, might as well do it now and not wait, you know. That's kind of the mindset with that.
0: All right, Colton, take us into the game on Saturday for a second. Um, you know, we're, we're driving late, obviously. Uh, Cincinnati scores. We have the ball back. We're down three. So there's a, there's a possibility you may be called into action, right? We may need you to, to try on the field. What are you doing at those moments? Are you are you on the side practicing? Are you like the rest of us watching the game? Are you huddled with your coaches maybe? What are you doing on that last drive to to stay prepared, no, not knowing if you're going to be needed in the game or not?
4: Yeah, I'm just trying to put myself in that situation on the sideline kicking into the net and just have a few guys uh, watch the watch the play drive for me let me know when it's third down and when I need to really get ready to go that's about it though nothing nothing too crazy still just got to go out there and hit the ball
3: on our show this week we discussed the top five most handsome quarterbacks in UCF history <laughs> Where where do you rank yourself as most handsome on the
4: team Jeez, I don't know. We got some pretty good looking uh, roosters on the team. (laughs) I don't know. Probably like say I don't even know. I don't even want to put a number out there. Definitely, I don't know. I mean, JRP. Jeez, dude's dude's a stud. I don't know. We got some stallions. I'm definitely more of a uh, nugget type of guy myself. That's a I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say I'm down there though we got, we got some decent looking uh, dudes. I'm not going to be insecure about that.
2: Uh, you, you've got some swag there with uh, your fellow freshman punter, Mitch McCarthy. What's that like to, to, to pal around with a 25 year old freshman?
4: <laughs> definitely. He has a, a lot of real life experience and I definitely learn a lot to, uh, I definitely learn a lot from him. It's, like having a big brother basically that's the best way to describe it
0: one thing i love colton is after the games uh you know ucf puts out the nightflakes and it's really cool because we get to see sometimes behind the scenes stuff in the locker room and i've noticed the last couple weeks coach Melzan stands on some sort of a perch and he reads out some stats he yells boom a lot right uh and then you know he yells out a defensive stat and the defensive guys all chant uh d block right which i assume is their nickname and then he, he you know gives some offensive sta- stats and everyone chants oh, show." Is there a special teams chant? Do you, do you, Alex, Ward, Mitch, do you guys have something in case he ever shouts you guys out? Is there some sort of chant you guys would have? I don't
4: know. We're lucky for stat gets called, you know. <laughs> I don't think we're uh, too too worried about a, a chant. No, I'm joking. But, no, there's no special teams chant. That, that, that can be something that we work on now. Thanks for pointing that out.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see some. We can make maybe get some uh, some audience participation here and see if they have an, an idea for a chant for you guys. We, I need I need to see a special teams chant started in the in the next locker room speech. Oh, you got it, you got it, you got my word. No, oh, awesome. <laughs> All
3: right, my favorite thing about you not only your kicking ability but your hair. Now I'm trying to grow out my hair myself. How long has it taken you to get your hair to that length? And you have any tips for me?
4: Oh, jeez. I'm going to be honest. I haven't had my hair short in my 18 years of life. So I really don't know what it's like to have short hair, but don't wash it too much. That's definitely the, the How key. often you
3: put in conditioner?
4: That's actually funny you say that. I, I actually started it a little I only have one ritual. And it's that I use the I use the uh, hotel shampoo and conditioner at each game, and that's the only time I'll, like, truly wash the mop. Everything – like, everything during the week is just normal shampoo. But, yeah.
2: Mike, you stole my hair question. (laughs) Uh, you know, that was going to be a natural. I, I wanted to, to swap uh, stories with Colton about that. Colton, we had opportunity to uh, ask you questions in one post game, and I thought it was notable that you mentioned your faith, and you're not shy of talk, about talking about that. And there, there are features on that and in the website at ColtonBoomer.com as well. You, you're comfortable talking about faith.
4: Yeah. I mean, like King Solomon says in Ecclesiastes. You can do everything under the sun, but if you're not doing it for the will of God, there's no point. It's just grabbing at air. Just everything's vanity if you – me personally, I think everything's vanity if you're not doing it in the will of God. I mean, it's definitely a little weird coming from a 19-year-old saying that, but I don't know. I'm just glad to be in the position that I can be in right now to be able to say this and preach the Lord's name.
2: And in – Uh, the text of the website you make mention to reach out to you if you need some prayer support and you encourage fans to to email
4: you yeah of course I mean that's my job like it's fun playing football and all like it's a game but eternity is a long time and I just don't want to look back and be like man like I didn't do everything I could to really touch people's hearts and uh, show them that there's more to life and that the life you live on earth is very short, but an eternity is a long time.
0: Well, Colton, obviously we, uh, we all think of you as a, as a football player, but you're also a freshman in college transitioning in your first semester. What's that been like for you? What's the, what's the first semester of college overall been like for you?
4: Uh, I mean, I had spring to warm up, so that was a nice little taste of it, but it's definitely, uh, definitely different with uh football rolling. I mean, I don't know. I really love it. Like I had to make a little adjustment from, I mean, I wasn't playing the first few games that I got in. I was like, Holy crap. This is, this is different. Like with the schoolwork side of it, just the mental, uh mental toll it takes. But I would think that I'm adjusted now and I'm back, back to the books we're, uh, we're, we're killing it. So it's not too bad
0: what's your what's your toughest class right now
4: jeez alex ward and i have managerial accounting jeez wow yeah that's definitely a tough one
0: but but they're an accident like how'd you you end up in that one
4: i don't know i think that the (laughs) academic staff has some faith in me so they kind (laughs) of just they uh they like to challenge me to say the least
0: well, I gotta know. Who's got to know, who's got better grades in that class right now, you or Alex?
4: <laughs> oh, jeez, you know the answer to that. Alex Ward is the smartest person I think I've ever been around. That dude is a walking genius. It's, it's, literally, it's actually mind-blowing. Like, It's insane.
3: Well, you look like you're a pretty good athlete, not just a kicker. Do you guys have fake field goals in the playbook? Have you, how often do you practice them? And is it you running with it, or do
4: you have a, a pass option? Geez, I don't know. What's a fake fuel goal? I never heard of that. I don't think I can say this <laughs> on air. I don't know. I never heard of a fake fuel bowl before. Jeez. No, yeah, we got a we got a few in the in the books, but yeah. If if well, you again, ended
3: up taking one to the house yourself, do you have a celebration
4: you're ready for? Oh man, I don't know. I think I might just start crying. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. I just Hypothetically if that does uh come true, I just need to freaking focus on getting into the end zone and then I don't know. Hopefully I'll just something will take over and I'll do something cool in the end zone.
2: As I mentioned, your ten of ten on field goals, including three from forty plus long of forty three. You're kinda of making the case here for a scholarship, right?
4: Geez, something like that. I don't know. I like I've I'm in a blessed situation where I really, my parents have worked hard enough. So I really don't have to worry too much about having like paying to be on the team. So, but I mean, it would definitely would be a uh, nice reward for the work that has been being put in on the field.
0: When you're not on the on the practice field, Colton, what's your favorite spot around UCF? Do you have a, a go-to place you go to eat, a, a place you go hang out? What's your favorite spot around campus?
4: Uh I like Gringo's. Gringo's tacos. That place is that place is good. Or uh, Duncan. Duncan's right next to there. Go after after game days, Sunday, go get a donut, you know, get a little treat after a nice little win. But other than that, I'm kind of a, I'm a dorm dweller, I like to stay in, play the piano a little bit, play some uh, video games and do my homework.
3: With that hair, you you're not too hard to spot. Okay, we go. Have you become? Again with the hair. Again Have you, the hair. A, <laughs> have, you, have, you be, have you noticed that you've uh, become a little more popular on campus? Has it been a little easier to talk to the ladies? And how's that going?
4: <laughs> Imagine a hey, Proverbs 11, 22 like a gold ring and a pig snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. Got to got to keep the uh, celibacy alive, you know. No, I'm joking. But um, no, it's uh <laughs> Definitely been a little bit different, but I don't know. I I really, really could care less. I, it's definitely. I don't know. That's actually funny you ask that. I've never really thought of that. But I wouldn't say it's any different. I'm just another kid on campus, just trying to get a degree. What's your degree? Uh, finance. Uh, Minor in real estate.
2: Yeah, that's the accounting class. Yeah. yeah. ColtonBoomer dot com is the website. Be sure to bookmark it. Check out all of Colton's deals, uh, including Rock'em Socks. Colton Boomer, we wish you well this weekend and the team at Memphis. And thanks for joining us again on Sons of UCF Live.
4: Thank you guys so much. Have a great night. Thank you, Colton. Good kid.
2: How about that? Mike with the hair questions. He's got good hair. He does. I I don't think
3: my hair is getting that long. I don't know. My Mm. wife's been begging me to cut it for weeks or months.
2: How long has it been now? Since March. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Not bad. Not bad. All right. You remember last year, the last time at Memphis, a 50-49 loss, kind of a missed field goal situation at the end. Mind you, if you give up 50 points, there's a lot of blame to go around in that game. Uh, let's see if if uh, if the if it comes down to a, a field goal again this weekend in Memphis. Uh, Mike, save the date. Louisiana at UCF coming up September 18th, 2027. Terry Mahajer inks the uh, the one-off deal. Knights 4-0 all-time with the Raging Cajuns. And congratulations to Josh Sitton. The Green Bay Packer Hall of Fame will be inducting him. The uh, three-time All-Pro guard. Fourth-round pick in 08. Started, I, I, I didn't. I couldn't believe this when I saw it. Started 112 of 121 regular season games with the Packers. Not bad. A Hall of Famer for the Green Bay Packers. All right. Let's continue uh, this show with another guest. He is Porter Greve. Co-founder CEO of Mercury and you may know and you're starting to hear more about ChargeOn XYZ Porter welcome into Sons of UCF Live.
1: Hey guys. Tough act to follow
2: there. How's your don't Mike have, any, don't uh, have long hair for you. Yeah, Mike but... how's how's Porter's hair? Let's let's get a quick hair <laughs> check.
3: It looks good. It looks good. I mean, I don't know if he uses too much product in there, but it looks <laughs> it looks pretty natural. I
1: don't. Any tips? Any <laughs> anything you just do differently? Hotels, hotel shampoo hotel shampoo and conditioner yeah. seems to I be like working. Them. That's it. That's it. Yeah, for each hotel. Gotta test the amenities.
2: So tell us a little bit more about Charge on XYZ. I think fans have seen more and more of that mention on social media. You tell us now,
1: what's it all about? Sure. So we built Chargeon. So so we, you know, Mercury, that's that's our our sort of corporate entity, corporate company. Um We've partnered with with the UCF Athletic Department to build ChargeOn, the ChargeOn platform. Um, that's at ChargeOnxyz on Twitter, and then ChargeOn.xyz is the actual platform URL. Um, and it's really a sort of new age fan engagement platform that is really all about doing one thing, which is delivering sort of new experiences to fans that they couldn't get elsewhere. Um, I think we're in a very new era with Web3 technology on one side. And on the other side, the, the sort of new era of NIL in the, the collegiate space. Um, so I think there's this fascinating opportunity to deliver experiences and access to fans in new and exciting ways. Um, and for us, we're, we're incredibly excited to partner with, with UCF on this because I think the fan base is one that is incredibly tech savvy. Um, as I like to say, they sort of hunt in packs. Like they, they find something that the school is doing and they're, they're there, they show up for their team, they show up for their, for their school. Um, And the reaction so far has been awesome. And and the partnership with the the school and the athletic department has been phenomenal. Um, So happy to get into more about what's coming up and what we're doing. But as a start, it's it's really a partnership between us and the school on one side and then us and and the athletes and, and helping them get paid on the other side.
0: Port, you guys have already had some really nice uh, integration with uh, UCF last weekend's game. You had a, a fan run out of the tunnel with a flag. I know you do giveaways of jerseys and whatnot. Um, what's what's next? Can you give us a sneak peek? Are there anything, any other new things that the fans out there can look forward to maybe charge on XYZ uh, putting out there from a contest or uh, from an experience standpoint?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So far, it's mainly been around giveaways, trying to to generate activity on the Twitter account, on the platform, just grow the audience so they know that we're here and they, they know that we're a thing. Um, and now that we're at a point where, you know, the audience has grown and, and we're becoming relevant um, in the sort of UCF ecosystem, it's time to start doing, you know, what we've always wanted to do, which is the really exciting stuff. So two things are, are coming up very soon. One, on, on the NIL side, we're going to start doing uh, player experience auctions that are dropped via um, digital collectibles. So, you know, one coming up, I'm not sure if you guys have the, the, the video, but we're gonna do these, these cleat drops with a few of the athletes on the football team. So these are sort of blank cleats. You can look at them right now on, on chargeon.xyz. So these are our digital collectibles and we're gonna auction these off. And whoever wins the auction, these are the Isaiah Bowsers. Um, whoever wins the auction will get a 30 minute Zoom session with our design team and Isaiah himself to customize these however Isaiah wants and however you want. Um, And then after that session, our design team will go away and they'll design the cleats however the fan and and Isaiah wanted. And then there will be two versions created digitally. One will be dropped in the fans charge on account wallet, and then one will be dropped in Isaiah's account wallet. So just a really cool opportunity to connect with an athlete one on one and and have that experience. Uh, So that's one thing that's coming up that we're going to be doing with Isaiah and and a few of the other football uh, players.
3: What is the cost of joining Charge on XYZ, and what are the biggest benefits of signing up?
1: So it's completely free. Completely free to register. Uh, we do have a membership pass for for twenty five dollars, which helps pay pay the athletes, um, helps put money in their pocket, um, but also gets you uh, admitted to monthly raffles. So opportunities to win tickets, opportunities to win memorabilia, you know, jerseys signed gear from the athletes, uh, experiences like, you know, being the flag holder at, at one of the games. Um, so it's completely free if you just want to register uh, and get involved and, and follow the Twitter account for, for what's coming up. Um, and then also being a member, you'll get early access to, to the new products and, and features we roll out. Um, because for us, this is a, a completely long term project. This isn't just a hey, fun thing to do. You know, we're, we're going to be here for a long time. So we're, we're going slow, we're building the audience, we're building the community. And and trying to get really entrenched in this ecosystem and and do some really cool things over time.
2: You've talked about engagement. You must like that UCF's uh, student uh, and alumni base so young, so tech savvy. This is the sort of engagement that they like.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, we our, our business model all along is, is sort of mercury. Um, you know, we're not trying to do something with every school on the planet. We're not trying to just sign every college and 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 rush out there and put a, a mediocre product out there we're focused on bringing a, a handful of schools and, and brands to market and partnering for the long-term. Um, and for us, it's it's important that those brands and those schools, one, see us as long-term partners, and two, feel like that they have that rabid fan base, the audience, and really the athletic programs to sustain a, a platform like this and, and, and the excitement that can come with that. Uh, and the great thing for me about UCF is, as you said, the young, the tech savvy alumni base. And just the, if you look at, you know, UCF and UCF athletics on a slope it, the arrow is, is absolutely pointing up um, and that's a most what's most exciting to me it's you know this is a school and an athletics department that is on the rise and, and has been for a while um, and the excitement around you know not just the football team but athletics as a whole is, is growing and we're just thrilled to be a part of that growth in the future.
0: Porter, UCF has a pretty, um, I don't know, pretty revolutionary design team. Eric Desavo, you saw the 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 space u- uniforms. How much fun has it been to work with with that creative team? Instead sort of throw a lot of crazy ideas out there, and is there a crazy idea that you guys have in mind that you're hoping you can pull off down the road?
1: Yeah, we've have, we've have a lot of crazy ideas. Um, and Eric and his team are are amazing. And that's one of the things that, that we noticed, you know, immediately when we when we started looking at different schools and looking at UCF, it was, you know, the, the content that is just consistently being churned out by the digital team, by, by the social team. Um, right out of college, I was working in, in digital media and in pro sports. So I, I know the time and the effort and how hard it is to actually create good content and what these guys do regularly. And I mean, I can't believe what I see every week. Um, it, it's, it's the type of thing, you know, the, the type of stuff with, with Netflix and, and everything else that they, they, they've done around the the space uniform and the space games. It's, it's incredible. It, it's, you know, one piece of that content, a, a digital team at another school would, would be thrilled to put out once a season, let alone once a week or, 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 or twice a month. Um, so yeah, thrilled to work with Eric. Um, in terms of what we have coming up uh, on the university sort of focus side, not on an IL side, um, we've taken the, the field uh, at, at, the, at the bounce house. We've chopped it into a hundred pieces. This is digitally, of course, and we didn't actually do this. Uh, mm-hmm. Digitally chopped into a hundred pieces. And we are going to drop these over the course of, um, of multiple weeks. And the holders of, of the field pieces, I'm not sure if you have the individual field piece to show, but each one is, is a different slice of the field. Um, they're sort of experimented and, and designed in different ways. Um, and I, I can send a, a clip later of, of one of the actual pieces. Um, and the holders of these, the holders of, of the field pieces, this year we'll get to get a tour of the stadium, kick a field goal uh, on the field, Um, get a tour of the the facilities uh, surrounding, get their name on the video board, get field access for photos, just a really awesome experience, similar to what we gave away last week. Um, And that's just for this year. So over time we want, you know, being a field holder at UCF to mean something uh, and to be something that grows over time and, and that the rewards and the experiences just sort of keep getting added onto.
3: There's only one home game left on the schedule but three road games, and it's going to be a lot of UCF nights traveling to these games, especially the one in Tampa, and then a big bowl game maybe down the road. You guys have anything planned for these away games for these fans? Uh,
1: away, away games are, are, are tougher for us. We, you know, we do the best we can to be very present in stadium with with our partners. Um, sneaking into sort of opponent stadiums and, and doing anything there is a little tougher. Um, and I don't know if, if if UCF athletics would want us doing that, but. Um, we're, we're always looking for additional ways to, you know, reward our community members and our audience and, and, and really just find additional experiences to, you know, bring those fans close to the teams, close to the athletes. So, um, we'll have stuff coming. So just keep, keep following us on Twitter and, and, and you'll see some stuff. Yeah. One more time. How can folks find out more about everything you guys are working on? Yeah. So best way right now uh, is just follow us on Twitter at ChargeOnXYZ. X, Y, Z. Um, and you'll you'll see what's coming. The cleats, the field drop, and, and more to come, too.
2: Porter Grieve, part of Charge On XYZ at UCF. Thanks so much for being with us on Sons of UCF Live. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, Porter. Porter. All right, Mike, how far do you think you could kick a field goal? Ooh,
3: man, I don't know. I haven't tried to kick a football, and I can't tell you. I could probably hit easily a 25-yarder, maybe a 30-yarder. After that, I, I don't know.
2: You know, they usually pull a fan out to catch a, a punt. They had Coach uh, Lovelady from the baseball team a couple of weeks ago. How do you think you'd do with that? you get, go three for three?
3: Catching punts? I'd probably do better at that than kicking field goals. It depends how high they shoot them up. I, that's another thing. I, I've never tried that before either. So See, I, I, I think I like this is knackers. these
2: are things that are part of Suns Plus. The experiences <laughs> that you have with Mike trying to catch punts, field goals. See, there's some things we could work with on this Suns Plus. Uh, you know, Knights 6-2, and two, bowl eligible now. Uh, Mike, you just mentioned it, bowl game down the line. Yahoo, UCF Penn State and the Cotton Bowl. Uh, and some of the other bowls still, you know, Action Network's got them in Boca down in your neck of the woods. Of course, you got to beat Memphis and really finish strong if you're going to find your way into that New Year's Six Bowl. Let's talk more about the Memphis Tigers. We are joined by Frank Bonner II, covers Memphis for the Daily Memphian, and you can find him at Frank underscore Bonner two Frank, thanks for being with us on Sons of UCF Live. I appreciate you guys for having me. I want to start off with a question that we got in our mailbag. I, I told uh, the, the gentleman that I think I'm just going to direct it to you. He said, could Ryan Silverfield be on the hot seat if the Tigers fall below 508-3? First year, 6-6 six and six is second. And, of course, uh, UCF fan uh, saying could it lead to two coaches fired this season after playing the Knights. Uh, Georgia Tech uh, fired their coach uh, after a loss at UCF. And, uh,
5: Ryan Silverfield, hot seat or no? Uh, in terms of firing, no. I, I, I think if, if if Memphis loses uh, the game against UCF, <clears throat> I don't think Ryan Silverfield will, will be fired after the game or anything like that. But in terms of the standard, if, if they lose the UCF, and depending on what happens the last three games – Going into next season, um, there could be a a, a hot seat mentality, um, especially by the fan base. But uh, to your point in terms of firing, I don't think um, Silverfield gets fired uh, one way or the other, whether they win or lose against UCF.
0: All right, Frank. Where are we with Memphis right now? Uh, last three games: a tough loss uh, against Houston, right? A game that they were up in, and Houston comes back late. An overtime loss at ECU. Then they're down early against Tulane, but storm all the way back, right? And, and make a make a pretty decent comeback and fall up short again. So three losses in a row, three conference losses in a row. Uh, I know they're off a bye week. But what's the What's the sense around the program right now? What's the energy around the team?
5: Um. Well, you know they're. They're they're trying to take what they can from those last three weeks, but you know they they have a really um, you know next game up mentality right now. The bye week was was really good for them, um, not just getting some 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 bodies healthy, but just mentally kind of resetting. I think what uh, Quindale Johnson said immediately after uh, losing to Tulane, two, two he said going into this bye week, it's it's a it's a time for Memphis to reset and refocus and just um, you know basically try to hone out these last four games to salvage what what you can um and you know cuz they they still have a possibility in terms of mathematically to to have an eight win regular season if they can win out these last four games so i think that's what's their their main focus is on is, is what's ahead of them versus pondering about the last three losses
3: what do you guys have to do to win this week if memphis wins this game it's because of what and how confident are you that they can pull it off
5: well, I'll say they um, – the main thing they have to do is is the turnovers. If you look at the way they started the year, right, their first five games they were 4-1. and one. Uh, They did a quality job of protecting the football and forcing takeaways. They were Their turnover margin was 12-3 to three in those first five games. Well, these last three games they have one takeaway and seven turnovers. So I think that is kind of one of the major things that have been a part of this three-game stretch and t- this three-game losing streak. So, for one, protect the ball – to force UCF to, to to get some turnovers, and so to answer your latter question, um, history suggests that Memphis has a, a, a good chance for an upset. Um, if you look at they they haven't lost a homecoming game uh, since 2016. They they are what 10 and 0. Um, their last 10 games coming off of a bye week, they've won. And so all of that is setting up for a possible upset. Um, But looking at what UCF was able to do against Cincinnati, I I, I still have to lean towards UCF uh, just because I don't know if Memphis can put a full game together. I mean, if you look at the Houston game, you look at the East Carolina game, and you look at Tulane, you can pinpoint times in each of those games where Memphis played really well but not being able to do it for a full game is the reason why they didn't come away with the victory. And I think they may find themselves in a similar situation against UCF.
2: What does quarterback Seth Hedigan do well and, and talk more about the offensive threats that he has?
5: Uh, I mean, one thing you can say about Seth, this is only his second year um, playing college football, but he, he doesn't get rattled easily, right? He's very poised. Even when things aren't going well, um, he's, he stays level-headed and for him to be this young as uh, into his college career and to have that amount of calmness to him, I think is a major plus for the Memphis offense. Um, and then his weapons as of right now, I mean, his, his, his favorite target is, is, uh, big target, uh, tied in Caden Priestcorn. I mean, he's leading the team in receptions. He's leading the team, uh, in, in receiving, uh, touchdowns. And although, uh, teams have started to hone in on, on covering him. Seth has still found ways to get him the ball, not only in the red zone, but, you know, in the middle of the field. And so uh his connection with Caden Priscorne ha- has been a, a, a major positive for the offense so far.
0: What about on the defensive side of the ball, Frank, what are some names to, uh, to watch out for on uh, when the, when the Tigers are on defense?
5: Uh I mean, well, the, the biggest name is, is Quindell Johnson. Uh, he had, the two-lane game was his first game back from injury. He was a little bit banged up, um, but he's back at full health now. Quindell Johnson is kind of the – he he is the leader of that offense on the field – I mean, of that defense, sorry, on the field, off the field. Uh, he, having him back at safety is is a major plus for the defense. Um, those That linebacker group is pretty solid with um, Tyler Murray, uh, Zay Cullens, and uh, Jeff Canton-Arku, that, that, that linebacker group is, is, is pretty strong. Um, Greg Rubin cornerback is another guy, uh, who's, 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 uh, been playing well for Memphis. And so those are some of the, the key guys. And you've got, you've got a guy like Jalen Allen, who Jalen Allen is going to be one of those defensive guys. who's kind of all over the field. They use him, uh, in, in, in various different scenarios and situations, you know, he, he can, he can line up on the line as a DN, he can, you know, play off the line. And so he's a guy who, who I call more of a, of a hybrid position. Um, And they've been able to do some really good things using him uh, around the field.
3: We've had some classic battles over the years with you guys, especially 2017, 2018, the championship games, two completely different games. The one in 17 goes to double overtime. The one in 18, you guys come out to get out to a big lead and we come back. Which one hurts you the most? Thinking about
5: it. Um, So I actually um, this is my second year uh, covering Memphis. And so I wasn't around. For, for for those games, but I did hear um that they were there were some exciting games to watch. There were some exciting games to cover. Uh, but I don't necessarily have an opinion on the outcome of them. I wasn't around during that time. Uh but what I do hope is that I I hope that I can cover uh an exciting one this weekend, I'll tell you that. Let's end on a, a men's basketball
2: question. How good are the Memphis Tigers and Penny Hardaway's team going to be this year?
5: You know, that's um that's to be determined, I'll say, just because um, this is a different type of roster for Penny Hardaway in terms of what he's used to recruiting wise. This is an older team, um, you know a lot more veterans, uh, you know less less you know in terms of the the talent they have is it's not a lot of young inexperienced guys, which I think will be a positive for them. but I, um, we'll see how long it takes for them to all to put it all together. I think it'll be I think it'll be a successful season. I think there'll be some some bumps and bruises along the road, but I think I think they'll be solid. Right. I think um, there'll be a tournament team. I think they'll make it out of the first round. And we'll see what happens after that. Frank Bonner, the
2: second covers Memphis for the Daily Memphian. Thank you for being with us on Sense of UCF Live. And I'll look you up in the press box on Saturday. All
5: right. Thank you. y'all. take care. Thank
2: thanks, you, Frank. Thanks. Some good games, though, you mentioned, Mike. Those were some classics between uh, UCF and Memphis. UCF pretty much owned Memphis. I thought it was interesting, though, some of the stats he threw out. Pretty good at uh, a homecoming game and uh, coming off a bye.
3: Yeah, but what about the stat of UCF is what thirteen and two against Memphis all time, or fourteen? And, um, if it wasn't for the Obarski missed field goal, we would have won fourteen games in a row against these guys. The other time they beat us was in nineteen ninety. When we were what Division one Division two division, I don't know oh, please get this right
0: Mike please get this right
3: <laughs> Where are we in 90 I'm not even sure.
2: Good Lord I You're admit right. I don't know uh Division two right Division one double F.
0: oh you better get this right Trace. I' was 10 yeah. years old.
2: <laughs> All right, what's your prediction? does Gus Melzon uh, notch his second uh, AAC victory on the road He better? He needs to <laughs> he better. <laughs>
3: I mean, we, we are a favorite. I know we're going on the road, but I don't expect a hostile crowd in Memphis. right? I, don't, I haven't really watched too many of their games, but I don't think they're selling out the Liberty Bowl. It's a big stadium. Um, we have the better football team. We beat them up pretty good last year. I think we go in there and take care of business now that we've gotten the one-trap game out of the way, and now we've got some momentum coming off the Cincinnati game. I expect us to get things rolling here and
0: finish the season strong. Yeah, give me 34 20, Trace. Good guys on this one. I think uh, maybe a bit of a slow start as the offense kind of gets uh, acclimated and, and you know, gets adjusted to whatever new play calling it is, assuming that uh, Mikey Keen's at uh, quarterback. But defense holds strong again that we pull away with a couple of late scores. Give me 34 20, Knights.
2: I think the Knights win this one. Let's uh, cheap plug time again. Sons of UCF YouTube channel, you got together with Andy uh, XOXO there and broke down uh, some of the game film.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it, it's certainly a, a, a nuanced uh, uh, perspective of the game. And, and there are a couple of plays, particularly on Mikey Keene, where uh, if you watch the film back where, you know, perhaps his lack of, of, of consistent reps throughout the week may, may be a factor. So you got to hope based on that, you know, that he gets more reps this, this this week around. I'd also say looking at that film and talking to Andy, who knows more about football than, than I probably ever will, the offensive line played for, uh, the, their best game of the year. Uh, we, we saw a couple of plays where they, they got some really good push on the defensive line. Uh Uh, a couple of good zone blocking schemes so you hope the offensive line can continue that progression rj harvey runs like he does mikey keen makes some better decisions and we're off and rolling baby.
2: sounds positive let's go around the kingdom before we open up the mailbag going on right now under 15 minutes to go 20th ranked ucf all tied at one with the fourth seeded memphis tigers uh big memphis week Uh, Anna Henderson, 35th minute, the mark when she got an assist from Kristen Scott. She scored a goal, her second of the year. 62nd minute, though. Memphis has leveled things at one. Some controversy there, originally called offsides and then overruled. So 1-1 under 15 minutes ago. Uh, the winner of this game faces SMU that knocked out the Cows, the second seed of Cows, 5 nothing. In soccer, that is quite the beatdown. Uh, Cows lose that game 5-0. Uh, Knights with the AAC coaching staff of the year uh, as well. Uh, Caroline DeLau, goalkeeper of the year. And Kristen Scott, the offensive player of the year. Knights uh, will look to advance uh, if they can get out of this one. Uh, 1-1, under 15 minutes to go. Men's soccer, ah, season ends very disappointingly. They lose 2-1 to the Cows. That's uh, They dropped some points in the war on I-4. They miss AAC postseason tournament, first time ever. Of course, they're moving to the Sun Belt. Big 12 does not offer men's soccer. So the final score there would be three regular season titles in the AAC, and they were tournament champions in 2020, 2021. And then uh, volleyball, uh, 24th ranked Knights. They swept Cincinnati, 19-1 overall, 11-1 in the AAC. Um, McKenna Melville, we say this quite a bit, AAC Offensive Player of the Week. Abby Hansen was the Defensive Player of the Week in the league. They've got SMU at home Friday. They've got Memphis Uh, uh, One o'clock on Sunday. Uh, And then media day. You threw up an interview if you haven't got a chance to see it yet. We had a media opportunity with head coach Johnny Dawkins in advance of Monday's opener. Uh, That's coming up on Monday. A little sit down with uh, Coach Dawkins in the media today. I think it could be an interesting team if you can't be hopeful now before the season starts. uh, You know, something's wrong there. You got to be hopeful.
0: They, they do it to me every year, Trace. Every year, I talk myself into how we have shooting on the outside. We have consistent ball handling. Uh, I, I think I'm literally in love with Taylor Hendricks. He seems like the, the nicest human being on earth. Uh, you know, we've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of new guys coming in, some scoring, some shooting. It feels like the energy is different. You know, I don't want to read between the lines, but a lot of commentary uh, out of the preseason interviews was about cohesiveness and how this team's kind of gelling together. They do it to me every year, Trace. Unbelievable. Mike, I'm, I, I, I'm asked, Coach,
2: I asked Coach Dawkins the tough question today who's your starting five <laughs>
1: would you like to know that's <laughs> why i asked <laughs> i'm gonna keep that on the wraps right we're still in the process of determining that <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was worth the shot he he enjoyed that question afterwards he said you didn't think i was going to tell you that right
0: no <laughs> but did well, he tell I, you did I, he afterwards did he like whispered to no, you at least what no <laughs> no believe
2: he did not give up anything but i do think they've all talked about chemistry so Be interesting to see how things come together. They play Monday, uh, November 7th, UNC Asheville. That follows the women's game. The women's game, uh, they start 6 o'clock against Winthrop, so probably more like an 8.30, 8.40 start uh, for the men, and we'll talk more about that uh, next week. All right, fire up the mailbag. We've got a little music, right?
0: Yes, in honor of last week's debacle, I'm now renaming the mailbag. Uh, henceforth, the uh, the Brian W. Peterson Sons of UCF Mailbag. <laughs>
2: it's it's an official. Uh, we got a it's question. It's an official. For
0: Brian. It's an official. There is no walk and talks on Brian, but but, but, my but my your graphic apology. does not.
2: Uh, the graphic does not say that. Uh, can you can you work on that? Can you type that in there?
0: It's just Brian. <laughs> Ryan, sons of UCF mail back
2: uh, at Dolly underscore drama. Great question to start things off. I uh, was talking about the win over Cincinnati. Most satisfying since when home win? And he said 2018 AAC championship game for him. What about you? Most satisfying home win since when?
0: Yeah, I th- that feels like the right answer. I mean, it was it was certainly a close one down to the end. I guess Stanford's the other game you might point to, but that was over pretty early. So I'll go Cincy just because it was still uh, still a game late.
3: I was going to say Stanford because it was so satisfying. Remember, we still had that regular season win streak going. Uh, we were ranked pretty highly coming out of that game, but it all fell apart the next week in Pittsburgh. Uh, but, you know, the Boise comeback was, was satisfying too, the first ever game under Gus Malzahn. But yes, it's been a little rough the last couple of seasons.
2: seasons. Mr. Matt Dolan with a pair of questions. Uh, first one, does UCF beat Cincinnati if Plumlee isn't injured?
0: I say probably we probably, I mean, we had a couple turnovers. I mean, we had the lead. Uh, I go probably
2: on that one. Maybe,
0: could be.
3: I said, no, I don't think we do.
2: Uh, Matt, with a second question saying, uh, with all that's going on with Twitter, what's the future for the mafia? You know, uh, Twitter and blue checks and Elon Musk. In 2027, it will be the UCF blank mafia. I wrote back to Matt. It'll be the MySpace mafia. Everything old. Will
0: be new again uh, sons of ucf.com mafia maybe
2: <laughs> you know the dungeons favorite show you mentioned that yeah yeah uh at fit to the max 24 mike does probably have to sit out saturday
3: i think for his own health he should uh, does he have to it's interesting is he going to be dressed and ready to come in in case something happens to mikey King? And is he the the number two, or does he take the the whole week off and you have Tommy ready to go if something were to happen?
2: And that was pretty much uh, along that line at Sq underscore PhD. If JRP were healthy, does he get the start? If he's cleared, does he get the start? I don't know.
0: I think so. I mean, I feel like that's Gus made this decision. I just Gus does not strike me as one that's going to quickly go against his word on this one. So my suspicion is that Gus would stay true to that and, and stick with JRP.
2: This one also directed to you, Adam, at Barry Addict. When watching a game, do you stand or sit most of the time? A little viral moment for you with that video yeah. you posted. He says he pretty much stands, other than timeouts, and uh, and that's not just at the bounce house. He's always standing. Uh, no,
0: watching. no, fair. I I, uh, I wear out my living room floor. I'm a pacer. If the game is close, if it's a if we're if we're ahead comfortably, I'm a I'm a sitter by, by by far. But if it's close, I'm a I'm a pacer. I'm even a sander. I got to move around a little bit. Uh,
2: bear with the addict with another one, uh, Mike. How about this one? He says he thinks the game against Cincinnati took a week away from his life expectancy. How about you? He also mentions that his son learned quite a few new expletives.
0: <laughs> That's how you do. It. <laughs>
3: I was relatively calm during the game. I was, I was sitting most of the time. I got up out of my seat a few times. Um, maybe that has to do with not drinking during the game. Maybe it relaxed me a little bit more. I, I don't know. But, uh, calm
2: and sober. Right. It was weird.
3: Very weird. Um, uh,
2: by the way, Adam, where was the uh, things overheard uh, at, the, you know, at the game
0: segment? Yeah. So um, that, that was interesting. There there were a lot of things said uh, that, that Addison was taking, uh, taking account of.
2: By the way, it was great seeing Addison.
0: Yeah, she's, uh, I, you guys hit it off just just swimmingly again, as always. Yeah. Uh, but uh, scheduling conflict—I mean, she's very busy. Scheduling conflict uh, precluded her. But I think these are going to be good, no matter when it is. Uh, and and so I can't wait to uh, to unearth these. Uh, yeah, it's all uh, these are courtesy of Lee. So uh, Barry addict, you may want to hide your kids for this one too.
2: <laughs> At Ethan of one twenty-six, when there's a turnover and downs, does the clock continue to tick, tick, tick?
1: <laughs>
0: All right, so the clock was still ticking at that moment, right? Even though I know it should have stopped, it was still ticking. I thought this was something where Jeff Sharon's elbow was leaning on the button or something, and we were going to run some time off. And so I was hoping no one would notice the clock was ticking off. I also love that you people think I had some sort of sound mind at that moment where I was equally, like, dialed into the rules of football. But the clock was still ticking at that moment in time. They put time back on the clock. I hope it was like a Jeff Sharon elbow situation.
3: I had no uh, idea what you said. I, I even played it for my daughter. She had no idea. I, I kicked the kids or something. I think you, I don't know what you, you thought you were
0: May <laughs> I have done that too. Yeah. Uh,
2: Mike at Black Gold underscore Ed. With more and more people standing at the top of the cabana like Adam. Should some of the seats be converted into standing only social areas? Yes. I think they that was, need uh, that wall-like area that Orlando City has. And you see uh, in soccer. I think they need standing
3: areas. Uh, yeah, I think that was my idea during the, the weekly show this week. Get rid of the top 10, 15 rows. And have, you know, eight, nine, ten rows of standing room. And then most people like to stand during the game. And, and there's a lot of people that want to stand at their seats and then people get annoyed because they're blocking them. Then you got a solution for those people.
0: Like I learned this a- week on Twitter that standing is a controversial topic. I got called an idiot and a bum because I was standing. Uh, but he, uh, there's another factor of that, to Trace, if you're up on that top, there's a nice breeze up there. It was a hot afternoon. There's a nice little breeze that comes in up there, so that's the other added benefit. I don't know if you put me like a bullpen situation where I got to stand with like 30 people. I don't actually think I would enjoy that. Can we go back to
2: Devin's question on screen? And could you clarify for the record that I was very complimentary to Addison, uh, was glad to see her as she uh, she took notes on the proceedings. She,
0: uh, you know what? I have a video here. I did not load it to the uh, um, to the <laughs> s- to the system here. Do I? Wa- <laughs> I can Do I can definitely play the audio. Things? I can play the audio for you here. It's uh, it's very on brain for you, Trace. Here, let's hope Hopefully, we're to hear this. He that was well, Trace. Well, wanted me to tell everybody he's not a bully. But that's true,
2: right? I mean, there was there was. Well, nothing. you did
0: tell her to tell everybody you're not a bully. I mean, that's something a bully would do. I just, you know?
2: <laughs> no, I asked. I think I asked. I just wanted her to set the record straight since this is taken off a little bit, uh, and needlessly. So, and the
3: characteristics of a bully.
2: At, death, <laughs> at death's sake. Tracy's bullying me. Oh no, 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 we need to Sorry. not play that again. That Sorry. needs to be retired. That's what that yeah. is. At Death Save Arcade, uh, dear coach, uh, a letter to Coach Malzahn, since you know Keen is a winner, has the two biggest wins of our team for the last three years, why aren't you giving him QB1 next game and moving forward? We get a lot of questions about uh, the coach and uh, his decision on QB1. Night fan, well, I'll go back to Night Fan 94's question. At UCF Knights, is Keen, if Keen starts the rest of the season, wins out, will he stay at UCF another year? that's also interesting what what though they get the win at memphis and and keen carries them to victory that's that's a challenge going into two for coach melzahn to go back to jrp
0: sorry i wasn't paying attention brian uh, uh mario just killed me with this hostage video comment on screen here um i think the question we we'll wrote it down here someplace um uh does mikey come back i think gus has to re-recruit mikey I think he's going to have to sit him down after the season if he ends up playing and being the quarterback of record for the rest of the year. He's going to have to sit Mikey back down and re-recruit him. And again, with with you know talented guys like Thomas Castellanos coming in, whoever's coming in potentially you know, from a high school standpoint, I think Mikey needs to be re-recruited.
3: It's only a tough decision going into Tulane if Mikey plays okay. If he plays like he played in the second half against Cincinnati or he plays better than that and he, he looked good, I don't think there's a question. I think you start him against Tulane
2: at night Ben 94 if jrp is held out for the rest of the season mikey starts the rest of the way ucs sweeps through the remaining regular season schedule hosts the championship game ekes out a title over cincinnati <laughs> how many moms is trace inviting to the cotton Bowl watch party <laughs> i like that that's a question well, for you i like that question. how many can you handle <laughs> i like that question kyle Nash
3: um, <laughs> where's the answer
2: no answer. No comment. Add two letters. DM's wow. open, though. Add two letters, two <laughs> words.
0: <laughs> yes, can you confirm or, or deny, by the way, that you, you visited the uh, mom's drink free uh, uh, tailgate uh, jello yeah, shot? Yeah, for photo. I mean, there's no denying that. I uh, hung yeah.
2: out with Libby. We went over there. Uh, a couple of shots. Jello you
0: hung photos. out with Libby, and you went over there. She's the mom. Is that how that worked? She's the mom. She had the access. <laughs> uh,
2: so, did, were your jello shots free, too? Yes. Because
3: you're Trace Choco or because you were with them Because <laughs> <off?
2: laughs> I was hanging out with them. Uh, yeah. Uh, at Two Letters, Two Words, Robert uh, is talking about, does Mikey give the team the run-pass balance and effectiveness Gus is always talking about?
0: Again, if, if you watch the the film breakdown on uh, on, on YouTube with me and, and UCF XOS, uh, there are still some things that Mikey missed from a, from a, a read perspective. So I, I don't know if he's got the playbook as nailed as we think he does. I think he can get there, but I still think there's some there's some runway for Mikey to, uh, to get better.
2: Mike, at Lisa Vandwide, did anyone else notice the players on offense got more fired up when Mikey came into the game? I mean, there's a lot of respect for the players for both JRP and Mikey. I think we can see that.
3: Yeah, the guys in the locker room love him. You saw it after the game and putting him up on their shoulders. Um, during the game, there was when he took off for that run and he, he made a nice play on that. He started yelling at the sideline and they were yelling back at him. Um, that's the that's the point I noticed. That other than that, I'm not sure exactly.
2: At night, Longwood, do our running backs want Mikey or JRP? Mikey opened up the running game far more than we've seen against good defenses with JRP. I think they want to win, right? They just want to win. Whoever I don't know if the, the quarterback
0: really has has much to do with that, as much as the improved offensive line play in the second half. So I maybe, but I think the O line has, has a much bigger uh, much bigger part in that.
2: Well, we mentioned this a little bit earlier. Jacob RCF JRP isn't ready to go against Memphis, which we expect. Keen leads the team to a victory. Crisp-looking offense. What does Coach Gus Malzahn do against Tulane? Mike, for you, it's pretty obvious. You you go with a hot hand.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think so. And does it open up the running game? If teams have to respect the pass a little more and they're not and they're expecting the quarterback to run and they, they got to drop their linebackers a little bit. Yeah, it opens up the passing game that way. It does you don't need the quarterback to run if you, you're able to complete some passes downfield.
2: At John Horsepower, what does it say about Gus if he were to immediately go back to Keene, uh, go back to Plumlee? He's He's just stubborn about this, isn't he? Perhaps.
0: Yeah, I think it would absolutely be you know him just showing his stubbornness uh, and and what he thinks um, you know he uh, he wants out of the offense. Uh,
2: Mike, how about this one, we talk about the Mikey Keene JRP. How about CF Pew Pew uh, asking about Thomas Castellanos if uh, if he Trace, if he do that one again. Around.
0: Hold on, that's not how you do that. It's Pew Pew. You got to do the finger guns on that one if you're going to call that name out. What are you doing? I, uh, one more time. Don't bully me.
2: Don't bully me on the on the reading of. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Names.
0: I learned it from watching you. <laughs> uh,
2: but my quarterback controversies. Does uh, Thomas stick around uh, with with the eligibility he has left? If uh, Mikey Mikey sticks around, there's so many things right that, that could go on here.
3: Nowadays, anything is possible. Anybody can transfer at any time. Um, I wouldn't count. I wouldn't dismiss it. It's very possible. But we never know. Everybody thinks that they know who the future of of quarterback is going to be. We've been saying this for years. Everybody thought Quadri Drones was going to be the future. Everybody thought DJ Mack was going to be the future. It changes from day to day and year to year.
2: At Lonely Beat UCF, will we finally see a wide receiver stand out by catching the ball now instead of running it?
0: Better than them dropping it, which has happened to way too much this year. Uh,
2: Mike, at ET Johnson 4, will ground be broke on the Lazy River Recovery Code before or after? The uh, first big 12 check is received.
3: Well, it seems imminent now. We know what the numbers are. So I think we can start breaking ground on it. I, I don't see there's any way we're not getting those checks now, right? Is the deal done for sure?
2: Mm, not done, done.
3: All right, when it's yeah. done, then you, you, you put the shovel in the ground.
2: At Josh Carr 5, do you think Harvey should or will get the bulk of the carries going forward? And what do you make of Johnny Richardson's lack of involvement in the offense? RJ Harvey's Damn, just mouse. continuing to gain steam right yeah and
0: and just too many too many mouths to feed trace that's the unfortunate problem is is three running backs who who each play a good role who each have the ability to produce you know there's too many mouths to feed on offense and I think I think it's funny maybe opposite of what Gus does in quarterback I think he plays the hot hand RJ Harvey clearly had a hot hand on 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 Saturday he got the bulk of the carries Bowser's clearly going to get that wild Bowser you know 10 yards and in carries I think you got to find ways to mix Johnny in there but I think it's just too many mouths to feed
2: at Yugi Moto ninety nine, UCF went three and one last year against teams remaining on the schedule. Is it safe, Mike, to start prepping jello shots now for the AAC title game?
3: I sure hope so, man. That that's what we've been hoping for all season to get to that game. To have it at home is even better. Every time we've played in the championship game in this conference has been at home. So I, I'd like to keep it that way.
2: Our buddy at UCF XOS, if Travis Williams takes a new job this offseason, who or from where would you want the next D coordinator? There's a lot of coaches that Coach Malzahn knows and part of his coaching tree over 30-plus years of coaching.
0: I'd love to promote from within if we could, right? One, one of the Kennys, you know, on, on the line that may be an opportunity. <laughs> one of the uh, uh, Addison Williams is already the assistant uh, head coach, I believe, by title. Um, so I'd love to promote within if we could. But I, I understand that there may be some, some good candidates out there as well.
2: Mike at Golden Knight underscore the second. Do you think the reason for our good defense is due to the D-line overcompensating?
3: Uh, the D-line has been the stronger unit on defense, for sure. Traymon morris Brash has had a good year. Celisgar had a huge game the other day. So it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. The D-line, if they're getting pressure, it helps out the, the secondary. Or is the secondary covering long enough to give these guys time to get pressure? Um, we'll talk to XO. Maybe he can break it down for us.
2: Not a lot of turnovers. Perhaps that's something you can talk uh, to Andy about Adam. next time you do that show. Uh, just the lack of put the turnovers. Uh, UCF has only had a couple uh, interceptions this season, so that's something to watch for Saturday. At M underscore M and UCF, how many transfers arrived from Auburn? Boy, that's a dumpster fire there. Well, that booster controlled, uh, you can imagine Gus feels pretty pretty good about getting out of that.
0: Uh, give me three.
3: I think I can get Dion? Is he had in there? I think
0: it's not going there. Mm. He's
5: not
2: going. He's not going. At Spursy night, at the two upcoming road games, that being Memphis and then at Tulane. Which one concerns you the most? Memphis yes. for right now. That was my answer to him online. But Memphis, right now, got to get by Memphis.
3: Tulane's the better team, but I understand we all have a little uh, trauma from from the East Carolina game. So I guess we have to say Memphis
2: at little joey joe 49 what's your confidence level and our awakeness heading into memphis after the big since win? as you mentioned it earlier mike uh, gus said that the team would be ready and prepared
3: yeah there's no more excuses this is it but you know we have to win this game we have to win the next couple games and then we're in the driver's seat then you get two games where you feel like you should be big favorites with navy at home and then the cal game to finish the year
2: At Armored underscore up with all the Big 12 money, does our scheduling philosophy change? We can certainly afford to schedule like a big boy now more two for ones. Uh, I think it was interesting, the uh, scheduling of Louisiana. But you got to remember this uh, nine game schedule, some years four home, five away. How many of these tough games do you want? I think the Kent States and the Louisiana's uh, fit the scheduling bill.
0: Yeah, I mean, as much as I'd love to play some in-state schools, I think Timo has said the same. I think it's got to make sense from a scheduling standpoint. Um, certainly, I'm curious if that changes, but uh, first sign is Louisiana, so do with that what you will.
2: At Manny Amoris, uh, curious to hear your thoughts. Not a big Hypel fan, says he, but recent success reminded him of this. Could Hypel have been more successful at UCF if he wasn't strong-armed with Randy Shannon? Perhaps uh, Danny White's, uh, one of his biggest fails as AD at UCF, uh, handcuffing Randy Shannon. Uh, would hypel have been more successful?
0: I mean, possible. I'm going to say something really slanderous right now. Luckily, it's late in the show. I mean, you might argue at Tennessee, he's he's actually um, leveled up quarterback play, and you're seeing what a, what a quarterback can do in that offense. I don't think we saw a ton of that when uh, when quarterbacks are running his offense here. So maybe there's a little bit more to that. But I'm sure having a, a you know a, a D coordinator kind of handed to you didn't help either. You
3: know, everything was fine the first season. <laughs> we went undefeated. Uh, Randy Shannon, one of the, his biggest things was supposed to be recruiting, right? And, and the recruiting those last couple of seasons under their hypo wasn't that great. Is that part of the deal, too?
2: Let's um, wrap up the Brian W. Peterson son's mailbag segment with this one from at Brian W. Peterson. Adam, why do you hate Brian? <laughs> yeah. I,
0: again, I, I mean, I only named the mailbag after people I really like and respect, which is, is certainly one uh, wild Bill Peterson. So, uh, I, I did reach out to Brian via DM. I offered my condolences and uh, my apologies. He sent me a middle finger back. So we'll, <laughs> more updates coming. Wow. Uh,
2: you guys had a good show uh, this week. Uh, I think Nick Patty should feel a little slighted, though, not making the top five uh, best-looking quarterbacks.
0: I threw him in there. I tried to get him in there. Mike, Mike was not having any of it. He needed John Rivera in there for some reason. I tried to get Nick Patty in there. I tried to get Dante in there, and Mike was just not having it.
3: Make your own list. Let's hear your own list. I mean, <laughs>
0: make—that's the Suns Plus feature. Make your own list. And Mike
3: I don't think can be argued. People, nobody Real else. Said, can, you Real know, when the, the people that were responding on Twitter, none of them had any quarterbacks before two thousand sixteen. So I don't think it's just the the women that follow this thing don't go back that far. I, I don't know, but a couple of mine were old school ones.
2: You got to do a top five list on best hair now, don't you?
3: Sure. I, I mean, Colton Boomer is right up there right now. <laughs> Who are you are talking to, Trace? I mean, Atari Bigby? What was that, Mike? Atari Bigby?
2: Huh?
3: Atari Bigby. Remember him? Yeah. Say it, Say it again, Mike.
2: <laughs> um, Sorry, Bigby. Women's soccer, Memphis, they're in overtime, mm-hmm. all level at one. I want to thank Colton Boomer. Uh, for joining us porter grieve part of charge on xyz and frank bonner the second who covers memphis for the daily memphian uh the, adam and mike the dungeon's favorite podcast will be back early next
5: week i do understand. like saying that
2: well <laughs> i think it's a pretty good accolade uh,
0: can can we now acclaim ourselves to be award-winning i've heard that
2: <laughs> yes yes you can okay and forever, you can keep mentioning
0: it. <laughs> Doesn't matter when you won the award, Trace. Just, just that you won it.
2: And be sure to uh, subscribe if you happen to the Sons of UCF YouTube channel. Good breakdown uh, with the XO segment, and as well, you'll hear from Coach Dawkins and players, both men's and women's basketball, in advance of Monday's openers for the men's and women's teams. I plan to be there. I'll be in Memphis, so uh, look for some coverage uh, post game on my Twitter at signpez, and uh, for Adam and Mike, I'm Trace Stroku. Go Knights!
0: Charge
1: On What do we got Sports Social Podcast Network It is Ryan here And I have a question for you What do you do when you win